0: you're listening to the esoterics podcast
1: Esoterics listeners, this is Joe,
0: And this is Fiora Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast.
1: Hello, hello, friend. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing good.
1: How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. It's a good week. Um, well, it has been a good week because we're taping a little bit later. It's a Friday today and it's gorgeous outside out there. So um, I have yet to figure out what I'm going to do for
0: the day, but I have a lot to do. So what about you? Oh, oh! I'm going to a friend's. Um, uh, it's like a little reunion, or it's not sh- not reunion because I don't think most people in this group have ever met. But it's called Cool Shabbos, or Cool sh- Shabbat, um, and it's just like a meeting of spiritual and artists and just different people and we're just gonna potluck and get together and we're doing that tonight
1: okay you trust you trust the potlucks from other people you don't know (laughs) Uh
0: -uh. it's it's vegan so that helps a lot because when you're not trusting people with your meat and your dairy i feel like you you're it's a little safer
1: there is this group i belong to on facebook called um this is why I don't do potlucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the, f- the pictures in that group, it makes you go, no, no, mm-hmm. I'm not doing potlucks mm-hmm. ever again. I mean,
0: that's why I think that's where your intuition really has to come into play. <laughs> the other day, I went and got a bowl of pokey, and uh, it's a new place that I hadn't tried. And they're, they had this crab salad and shrimp, and I didn't notice that it was crab salad and shrimp. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I got it, and I had it on my in my bowl, and I kept looking at it, and I was like, mm, something's telling me not to eat that, mm-hmm. so I'm mm-hmm. not going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And I just listened. I just listened because I'm not taking – yeah, so definitely just mm-hmm. – Follow your intuition when it comes to potlucks or when something you accidentally get something and you decide, mm, I think that might make me sick later. Uh, yeah. Listen to it. Yeah,
1: I don't like weird things in my food. I don't like I'm not a super picky eater. I'm actually very adventurous. Um, but if it doesn't look right, I'm like, no, there's no oh. there's no joy in eating something, putting something in your mouth with with the energy of this looks weird, but I'm going to try it anyway because <laughs> no. it might not be.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: I'd no. i rather put something in my mouth that's going to be assuredly bring me joy.
0: Exactly. Rarely do things that look like crap, you know, <laughs> end up turning out to be pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's the, that's the truth. You just spoke some serious truth there. Um, Okay. So I have a question for the masses. Um, But since we can't talk to the masses directly, I'm talking to you. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, like, like a year ago, I like went into permanent, Um, menopausal stasis and the period was gone for good. And I was so happy. Um, And Mm. I realized after seven or eight months, I'm like, sweet. Right. Well, all of a sudden, um, a couple of weeks ago, I started getting the munchies. Oh my God. I could not get enough. I just kept eating and it was bullshit too. It's not like, you know, my normal um, stuff it was like bullshit, and I'm like, all right, all right. Sometimes this happens. And my f- a friend of mine told me that it was like the ghost um, s- munchies, you know, the pre or the pre-period oh. ghost munchies, right? Um, and then, uh, then I was horny, like super horny, like all the time. I'm like, what? I'm like, I need, I need, I need a man. What is happening here? Right? <laughs> all right. Well, you know that didn't happen. So then, all of a sudden, I fucking wake up in the morning and I have my period again, and I was oh. like, God. Damn it. All right. Well, luckily I had some tampons in my um, closet, which is fine. Or my, my linen closet. I had them there. That's yeah. great. So I haven't had to go out and buy, you know, a box of like 36 for, you know, $15. <laughs> They're not that much, but um, for to only to use three of them, which is what happened right. with the last box. Right. Mm. Okay. But here, what I'm dealing with today is the dreaded menopausal shits or the the period shits. What the fuck are the period shits? Tell us. Tell us what that is because (laughs) it's pissing me off and I feel like
0: hell. So your body releases some... I guess it's like a chemical thing, but it's it, it it's releasing things that helps to shed the lining, right, of the uterus, which is what our period is, right?
1: Hormones, but hormones. It's releasing hormones,
0: pro- prostaglandin, Some I don't know what the word is. So yeah,
1: stupid is what it is. It's what as, it's so
0: as it's releasing that to help you shed the lining, it uh, it's also like a muscle relaxer kind of thing, like it. Uh, so it makes everything kind of start to shed. And so that's what's happening. And that's why the BMs happen a little more loosely or it's, more often during your period. Well, yeah. whatever it is, it's fucking precious because
1: <laughs> it, um, I've never more proud to be a woman than during the period shits. Um, Ugh, so, it's not fun uh, times. No. So, you know, I'm doing all the things. I'm going <laughs> to drink some water, um, popped an edible. <laughs> Three, three yeah. Motrin. Um, <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Ugh, water bottle, hot water bottle on the, you know, because I don't, I don't have the cramps, thank God, because those cramps are hell. Oh God. Um, yeah. but the the, you know, the, my body starts cramping up when it's like, oh, here here comes another, you know, another mm. horrific torrential <laughs> bowel movement. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm dealing with that shit right now. Yeah. Every spook. Fun times.
0: Fucking fun times. (laughs) So stupid. I hate it. Oh, Dude. Oh, okay. So I've like tried to clear my life of drama, right? Like I no longer like engage. I no longer engage with Trump supporters. If I see someone, you know, that posts some dumb shit on Instagram, I just block them or just delete them or, you know, whatever, unfollow and and move on with my life. But the other day, I'm scrolling. So, you know, I've been doing more gardening. So I joined a couple gardening groups on, Inst- on Facebook. And I pop on my Facebook the other day and it's just like 300 comments on this one post. And I'm oh like, God. what the fuck is happening? Um, this girl built this beautiful a little like garden fountain area out of bricks and it made a pentagram. And Mm -hmm. so so she took a picture of it and her post was asking people for advice of what she could plant, you know, like in the, in the, in between the bricks to, to like fill out the star. Well, fucking some people just lost their shit Uh that she had just posted a pentagram.
1: Oh no. no. Did they tell her to plant Bibles? Plant a Bible. Even.
0: God, like, I don't, you you would have sworn that she just like conjured up Lucifer and brought them brought him into their home. The way these people were overreacting. This poor girl just wanted some advice on like what flowers would go well here and yeah people lost their shit and i just thought it was hilarious and and stupid at the same time
1: did she explain or somebody explain that the pentagram is actual um actually a sign of like nature and earth yeah. and it's just and the, the elements that bastardized
0: it oh yeah yeah but yeah. people don't care oh yeah um, and there were she had plenty of support like she had plenty plenty of support uh but it was just funny and there's no arguing with people you know well no
1: it's those it's those holier than vart um you know (laughs) christians that
0: um oh you know like like the mom that that claims like don't let your children watch hocus pocus Mm -mm, two because (laughs) i put a spell on you and now you're mine uh, yeah, I knew someone who wouldn't let her kids watch uh, Harry Potter movies because it's got witchcraft in it or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Okay. Fucking muggles. They don't know
0: what the that's, hell they're talking That's about. how it starts, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> Is that how it starts? I don't know. <laughs> I've only seen one Harry Potter movie and I know a lot more spells and not thanks to any of that. So.
1: Well, tis the season. I think that all of these people get all riled up now, um, you know, because this is the season of witches and goblins and ghouls and pentagrams and all those things. Right. Because it's Mm -hmm, Halloween. mm -hmm. Um, You know, my favorite is the sign that some, you know, hillbilly um, put on their door. Just and it, it was made in pencil and they used all caps periodically here and there to basically say, if you're a trick or treater, don't come here. Right. Cause oh, oh, you've seen that one. We're Christians and get a job, you freeloader, which listen, I don't disagree. Right. Like I've never been that person who's like, come along children. Let me give you this $5 bag Aww. of candy every season. I'm like, no, little beggars go next. My light is off. Beat it. Aww. I'm not, I'm not historically a candy giver. Not because I don't, and i love the little kids and i love watching them but i would rather like sit at the end of my driveway with a a chair and a bucket and with other people in a beer and have fun and all that stuff right i'm not gonna wait at my door for little fuckers to come through and ask for candy no right next house but this was over the top just turn your light off dummy yeah
0: yeah just ridiculous
1: Okay. So I, okay. I have to tell you the story. I have to, this is the craziest story. So the other night I took Hollis for a walk in the park and it was after dark and the park uh-huh. isn't super sketchy. There's like all these lights. It's actually really kind of cool over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never feel unsafe for anything. I live in a really nice residential, quiet neighborhood. And so I was over there walking. And all of a sudden I started to feel sort of sketched out, right? Sort of spooked. Mm. And I was like, there is a werewolf and it's going to jump out at you and going to kill you. And I'm like, all right, Joanna, that's, that's, uh, (laughs) I was not on edibles or anything, right? I'm like, let's just not go there because it's stupid, right? So I'm like, all right, house, let's, let's go back to the house. There's something that said you're in danger and you're going to get devoured by a werewolf. So we started walking back, and then there was this gaggle of teens. Um, and long, long story short, their dogs, two black dogs, charged mine, and oh. I was like, "Fuck!" And I said, um, just spontaneously, it just came out. I was like, "Seriously?" Because I was, I was scared as shit. Right? It, they, 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 they were behind me. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was already spooked because mm-hmm. that that werewolf was clearly out yes. to get me. Um, and anyway, it started this big thing, big, big thing, um, with her screaming, being disrespected because I said one thing, seriously. So I was disrespecting her and, you know, it was Mars in Aries, right? Full moon was like the next night. So aggression, all that stuff, I realized what was triggering her, but also she was triggered by the fact that she was a female and she was indigenous. I think she was native. Um, Mm -hmm. and she was probably dealing with just as much disrespect as I, as I do on a daily basis, you know, from, you know, just all of the whiteness here and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, just, I realized where it was coming from, but this fucking bitch, I was walking away, just walk away, walk away, walk away. And this fucking bitch said, bitch, I will release these dogs. Do you want me to release them? I ignored her and kept walking. I don't, you didn't, do you want me to release these dogs? And something in me said, answer her because she will. And then those dogs will tear Hollis apart. So I was forced to make a decision Mm -hmm. to do something against my will, um, based on aggression. And I just turned around and I said, no, don't release those dogs. Um, and then And then of course that gave her the opportunity to say, then you mind your blah, 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 you know, just hood shit that was like, okay, you're, you're cool. And I wait. So as soon as I got to the safety of my driveway and I was able to get Hollis in the house, then I was like, okay, just take a deep breath. That never happens. That doesn't happen in this, you know, I sound like a, Mm -hmm. I sound like an entitled person that doesn't happen in this neighborhood. Um, But that never happens. I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, and I sat down on the couch and I fucking lost it. I lost it. I like, I was just sobbing and that was, I realized that was trauma. I was traumatized. I was forced to do something against my will in in order to save myself from danger. And that, that sucked so bad. Um, anyway, so, um, that, but the whole point of the story is, it's how interesting how my intuition told me there was danger around right. werewolves, but it was actually these two dogs. So yeah. Um, so okay. the nugget of the story is that um, my intuition in the, in spooky season is using like spooky season symbology to um, you know warn me or to keep me informed or keep me safe.
0: Also. That lady was the werewolf. She <laughs> was the fucking she was the fucking energy vampire for sure. Oh my god, she was, <laughs> it,
1: she was, and she was young. I would say she's like twenties to thirties, so she wasn't super old. She was just, you know, she had two um, aggressive dogs on the end of a leash, with no witnesses, um, and you know, um, a couple friends that were were there to impress, um, and um, also had felt disrespected, and then Mars. Aggression energy. Oh, seriously,
0: that Mars was like was bad. It was was, that that was like really intense. Like I woke up that morning and I was just like mad for no reason. (laughs) It's like this kitchen is so dirty, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so mad right now. Why is this kitchen so so? Why did nobody clean up last night? And it's like nobody is me. And then I spent the rest of my day just. Yeah, I was just spent the rest of my day just being mad at everything for no reason. I was like, I'm just like not going to talk to people today because it's not not a good not a good time.
1: No, I tell you what, since I've been learning astrology, I take that very seriously and I look at what the, what's going on in the air, in the sky, because it's helped me a couple different times understand, oh, that's what's going on. It's not an excuse for bad behavior. What she did was, it was, it was, um, aggressive. It was threatening. It was traumatic. It was trauma. Mm -hmm. It was trauma. Mm -hmm. What she did was wrong. And honestly, um, if I, if I wouldn't have had the fear, I would have been like, let those dogs go, you know, or, um, you know. I would have fucking cussed her ass out whatever right but mm-hmm. I was like if those dogs get loose they're gonna tear Hollis apart and I am not I, I'm not gonna watch my dog die because yeah, I couldn't keep my fucking mouth shut you know what I mean yeah yeah so that's uh, fucking, yeah
0: yeah awful.
1: so anyway so that's that's uplifting uplifting story but it goes in line with spooky season mm. it is spooky yeah um Anything going on or uh, any any announcements? I have no announcements. No. I don't know. How either. about you? Okay. No.
0: No. So what are we going to talk about this week? Okay. Today, I am taking you to the Southwest, specifically <gasps> to Abiquiu Abiqu- in Abiqu- what is now New Mexico. Okay. Abiquiu. Abiquiu. Uh, so I've actually been there, not that I knew anything about what I'm going to tell you. But I thought it was interesting. Abby, he was out uh, where Georgia O'Keefe lived, out, uh, like most of her late life, I believe. Um, so there's a museum there, there's the, the house that she lived in, and there's a museum. And it's a tiny town, and there's not a whole bunch of stuff to do there. It's just open, beautiful New Mexico land. And What'd you go there for? For New Year's, we just, it was uh, during quarantine oh cool it was like that first you know that first uh winter mm-hmm. of quarantine and we're like well what do we do and mm-hmm. it's like well let's go in the middle of nowhere and right just chill Cool. <laughs> so Very cool. that's that's what we did and yeah and it's like 30 minutes from santa fe so we were able to go see the sites and stuff but Anyway, all right. So at this point in time, um, the story I'm going to tell you, this, this took place in the 1700s. So at this time, uh, Mexico was still under the rule of Spain and Abiquiu was still a territory um, within Mexico. Um, it was first colonized by the Spanish in 1742 when the Spanish crown provided land grounds to the Genizaros. Uh, Genizaro is a term, um, it's, it's a caste label, that the Spanish put on Southern Plains Indians who were usually captured in Indian wars. And so they were basically people who had been captured and taken in to be slaves. And then at some point instructed, you know, like Hispanic customs and then they were baptized as Christians. So they're kind of in between people. They're detribalized Native Americans. And so that's when we use the the term Genisaro. That's what that means.
1: Okay. Good, good right. information. Um, horrible history.
0: Yeah, uh, as per usual. Um, so the Spanish brought a lot of uh, many things with them, aside from disease. They introduced the church and state institutions, folklore, superstitions, and of course, belief in witches and sorcery. Um, and then also Spanish brujería and santería, which one is like Iberian, you know, Spanish from Spain, and then Mesoamerican Belize, and they were just kind of all joined together. And this is kind of the climate that we find ourselves in with this with this story. Okay. So the land grants here in Abiquiu were established specifically to create buffer towns to defend the frontier from tribes like the Apache, the Comanche, and the Navajo. Okay. Like strongholds. Um, yes. Um, Abiquiu is uh, was on the northern border of the Spanish settlements of of the New Mexico territory. And it had actually been they'd been they tried to previously colonize this area, but the Spanish um left because their raids were so constant from the uh from the natives. Which good, good natives. Actually the the Pueblo Indians like they're fucking badass and they're still there. So like yeah. they did not <laughs> they, they did could. not leave. Try
1: colonizing <laughs> this shit. We will fuck you up.
0: Yeah, um, it's because the Spanish came into the area in like the 1730s, but the Pueblo Indians have been there like prehistoric times. Like nice. the, there are sites there, um, like like the Acoma Pueblo, um, it's actually stood since 1150 AD. Nice. And it is actually the oldest continuously inhabited community in North America. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. Continuity, continuity. They're still there. So, yeah. Okay. So, what I'm talking to you about today is actually called the Abiquiu Witch Trials. And these took place from 1756 to 1766. So, for 10 years, this shit went on. And this was roughly, like, 70 years?
1: After Salem.
0: After Salem. Yep. So, this fell within the time period of the Spanish Inquisition, um, which... That's, like, arguably the world's largest and and most impactful kind of witch hunt. Also, that was, like, a hunt against, like, heretics or whatever. But, I mean, witch hunts came out of that shit. And the Spanish Inquisition went from 1478
1: to 1834. Oh,
0: So we're we're kind of towards the – a little bit towards the tail end of that. Okay. So as with most efforts of colonization, the Spanish had a lot of difficulty keeping the peace in the area. Uh, they are caught between the Pueblo Indians' resistance to Christianization and the raids by the nomadic, what they called indio Bar- barbaros, which are mm-hmm. like barbaric Indians in, mm-hmm. in their terms. And they were, which what they actually were, was unconquered, autonomous Indians.
1: Right, right, like people that had <laughs> had successfully, you know, defended
0: their their rights. You know, yeah, so yeah, barbarians. Or- Give me a break. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but such as like the Comanches because they were very threatened by them. I don't know if you know anything about Comanche raids, but they were like Comanches or the scalpers, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, Comanches the did not fuck Com- around. Yeah, the Comanches roasted oh. American and Mexican soldiers to death over open fires. Oh, that would yeah. that would hurt. Yeah, others were castrated and oh. scalped while alive. Oh, yeah. Um, and the most agonizing Comanche tortures included burying captives up to the chin and then cutting off their eyelids so that their eyes were seared by the burning sun before they starved to death. They were savage,
1: <laughs> savage, do
0: not fuck around. I wish that's the only time that savage actually
1: applied. It, like literally, right? Like I was like, should I call? Yes, That that's savage, that's savagery. But- but, you know, fuck around and find out. Right. Exactly. You shouldn't. If only they would have complied. Uh,
0: yeah. Just leave them the <laughs> fuck alone and they won't do <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. Back to the trial. So this whole mess began when the priest, Father Toledo, claimed that the devil had broken loose among the people of Abiquiu. He wrote this long letter reporting that several young women had been possessed by the devil. That some would contort their bodies, they would shout in unintelligible words or Latin phrases, words, and teos uh, languages, which supposedly these women didn't know that they would make owl sounds. Owls have long been associated with witchcraft and this Mm. belief was common among the Pueblo communities in the Spanish colonies. I did not know that. Owls. Yeah. So it's, with shapeshifters, it's like it's it's oh, a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he wrote a very long letter. I'm only going to read to you just this little bit of what he wrote about one specific woman that he said was supposedly possessed. But I want you to just to hear this and tell me what you actually think it was, because I think what she was actually going through it was pretty obvious and it was not witchcraft. Okay. okay. So he said, I started to exorcise Maria Trujillo in the Holy Church, who is the wife of Jose Valdez, resident of this jurisdiction, who for the love of God pleaded with me to exorcise Maria, who since the month of June for nine consecutive days after mass and inside the church would faint in the moment of the prayer of exorcism. We have witnessed that she would become covered with purple blemishes on the right shoulder, the elbow, the palm of the hand and the knee. She appeared to be free of this illness until the 11th day of November when, having arrived at the hour of childbirth close to daybreak, she experienced a great fainting spell and coming to, she followed through in the delivery with great ease. When the sun arose, she had given birth to a child that was well and healthy. On the 14th day, she had a great headache, and there appeared a weight in her stomach and a blockage in her intestines. After all this, apparently she was given to great sadness of an extreme nature. On the day of the allegiance to Our Lady, it happened that while in the church, she would get very sleepy during the Mass and sermon and could not be amused by the diversions of the fiesta. She remained in her state of melancholy until the 14th day of December, when she fainted after the prayer in her house, and instead of awakening, she went into fury and began to exhaust herself with unnatural strength. And for this reason, and because of continued evil, which continued at all hours, I resorted to the spiritual remedy, and as such, I proceeded exercising on the 18th day of the month of December, which was a Sunday. This lady...
1: Dude, I'll tell you. I know exactly. She was 100% had the period shits. 100%. Or postpartum, but I'm leaning towards the period shits because that's exactly how I feel today. Oh,
0: after, right? (laughs) Like after she she gave birth, he said that she had the, the bowel things or whatever or the things in her intestines. Like, yeah. She's backed up because no one talks about this, dude. After you have a baby, okay, especially if you have a you have the baby naturally, the the muscles that you use to give birth are the same muscles you use when you take a shit.
1: Don't, don't women poop during babies during giving yeah, birth it, sometimes?
0: It, Sometimes it happens, yes, because you are using the exact same muscles. So, the first like bowel movement after you've given birth, your body's like, oh, what the fuck? Not this again. Like, oh, can you not? Yeah. Yeah. Muscle memory. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, your body's like traumatized and it's like, no, we're not doing that again. So, right, 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 right. And then, of course, she had a newborn too. Like, you mm-hmm. want her to be up for mass? Catholic mass is boring as fuck. <laughs>
1: Right, I was going to say I've often fell asleep during the Catholic mass, Catholic weddings, right? Cuz they got to have a freaking mass on the front end, so I'm like this is oh, the Jesus. most boring
0: wedding I've ever been to. Seriously, I'll just I'll see you at the reception, right?
1: Where there will be al- there's a reason that there's so much alcohol that Catholics like to drink is because yeah. boring, boring mass, how boring mass is. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. So Father Toledo wrote of having exorcised several women, uh, not just uh, Maria Trujillo. And he claimed that there were witches among them and that they could curse and create what he called disordered love, which I don't know what that means. I'm I'm guessing that means like obsessive or something. Hmm. They had the ability to fly, that they uh, they could open locked doors with magic. And they could shapeshift into animals such as cats or owls. Again, with the owls. Mm-hmm. Toledo had a witch hunting guide. This book was provided to him through the Spanish Inquisition materials. And in this book, there's like things to look out for, including tools that suppo- or instruments that supposedly these witches used. And these would include the rope of those who'd been hanged, teeth mm-hmm. and bones... Uh, figurines made from elements, hmm. uh, hair and fingers, toads, bird feathers, and plants used to excite love or to even kill someone.
1: I mean, they do sound like uh, ritualistic or spell ingredients, right? But there's, sure, but sure. those are things that have that they're not. Those things aren't inherently evil or bad,
0: right? Right. And the other thing too is that he's dealing with people who have who are natives mm-hmm. and they have all sorts of traditions that you just don't understand. And just because they're may seem weird to you because they collect teeth and bones and bird feathers and stuff. I collect bird feathers. Right. Like <laughs> it doesn't make it evil. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Toledo accused a total of 12 people, but a bunch of people ended up confessing. Cause he came up with this whole thing where if like, if you confess, then you're like, you'll be excused. And
1: that's the craziest thing.
0: Right. And so it led to like hundreds of like 200 people confessing to being witches.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Say they caught on. They're like, we're not going to do the same mistake that, you know, Salem did.
0: Yeah. 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 We're like, we're not, we're not doing this. Out of the 12 people, there was a few people that had interesting names that he named. One of them was, they called him El Cojo. Which is the cripple? Yeah, oh. so, that's rude.
1: That's so rude. That's so rude. <laughs> My friend Anna told me uh, the cripple is chueco. Um, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, another yeah. one. Cri-co. Yeah, like, what's that I
0: mean? She uh, called chueco. It to... <laughs> chueco she... means like literally crooked.
1: <laughs> so <Yeah>. she <laughs> called somebody. Her and her and her and Chris, our other coworker, they were talking. They t- they talked. We were talking back and forth in Spanish, and she, I heard mm-hmm. her call one of our other coworkers chueco, and I'm like. And later I was like what does that mean she goes cripple I'm like oh my god that is not you you can't say that word <laughs> it's not as mean in
0: Spanish <laughs> it's not as mean because oh like I can walk so into your house funny. and be like oh it's a chueco like like mm-hmm. or you have something like your your picture frame is chueco and I'm not saying like <laughs> your picture frame is cripple like you know like it's not that mean it's just, like, maybe it's she just perfect. used
1: maybe she used cripple to tell me, right? Like the gringo won't understand, yes. and because if she right. said crooked, then I would have been like, I don't know what that means. But I, oh, would, I don't know. I yeah. do know what that means actually now because the coworker was, uh, <laughs> he, yeah, whatever. We're not gonna get yeah, like a, yeah,
0: like, we'll <laughs> offend Any, anybody. From that. No, no, that's mean. Okay, uh, another. There was a woman that they uh, called atole caliente, which is pretty funny because that actually means like hot porridge. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, like, anyway. Okay. That's not, and then that's not the,
1: insulting.
0: No, no, it's not. It's not. It's actually, it's like, does she make a tole? Like, does <laughs> I'll have some. Like, I like it. But anyway. And then the last one, which I think was hilarious, her name was La Come Gallinas, which translates to She Who Eats Chickens. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Which I'm like, like, unless you're like vegetarian or vegan, I'm like, that's most of us. Unless she like ate them raw, which I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) because that's what it kind of sounds like. It sounds like someone that like literally eats a chicken. Like, right. Like
1: a, like a, like a, like a, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I said. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. So Toledo also claimed that the Genizaros were using sangre de, de drago, which is dragon's blood. Yeah, which is actually it's a plant, but it's it's actually tree sap. Um, But he said that they were using it to poison people by putting it in their food and that the the effects that it would allegedly cause would that it would cause thirst and that the victims would feel like really strong movements in their stomach, sharp pains in the intestines. And before death, their teeth would turn black. And then once they were dead, blood would flow from their mouth and out their nose and then their innards would spill out gross was
1: was the 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 blood coming out of their mouth and nose was that black is that how they knew it was black
0: i don't yeah i don't that's what they said it was gross i don't know regardless people you still use dragon's blood today and you can just buy it online. Right. And I highly, I don't think it causes, I think what, I think what actually was happening here was that there was probably like a curandero or, you know, a sorcerer who was trying to cure someone, probably trying to use dragon's blood yeah. to like help. Cause it is used like that. It is used like as a plant medicine to help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually really good for like cuts and stuff. And I think they found the evidence of them having used a dragon's blood. And then they yeah. try to put, you know, one plus two together right. and they're like, Oh, well they killed them with that, but that's not actually what happened.
1: It, you know, and the interesting thing is we've been covering all of these stories about persecution and that sort of thing over, you know, throughout the month um, is that we really are at a point now where we have to like, okay, find the humor in this ho- horrific situation mm-hmm. because just focusing on like the, the rage of it just I get so pissed off like who do these people think they were to come in and say you're wrong what you've been doing is evil and we, you, we're we gonna take your land and then and we're gonna kill you right and yeah we have to either do it our way or you're you're we're gonna make your life hell like who the fuck do these people think they were anyway so yep. that's that's the rage that I cover with my um having to find the silliness in some of these situations
0: i mean people really did get like people really were getting sick like there there was something happening to them because if this was actually have like their stomach would burst open and they were saying that sometimes when their insides would come out they were full of insects oh um yeah and so it's like well i don't understand exactly how that happened unless maybe it was parasites I, like, and
1: even then they would be digested by the stomach Right. You yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I, yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know how that works. But after this, what followed was there was just a bunch of accusations coming from all sorts of people. Like there was one woman who claimed that a witch had hexed her because she was having an affair with her husband. Mm. And when she actually, she went to see this woman because she wanted her husband to be faithful. And then she discovered that it was the actual like, quote-unquote witch who his her husband was being unfaithful with oh my god and then and then she put a spell on her it was a fucking mess
1: talk talk about picking the wrong doctor
0: oh my god oh poor lady She's like fuck Uh, yeah Yeah, and there were claims that some sorcerers would turn into cats, dogs, owls. um, One who supposedly uh, flew to this um, hill, they called the Cerro Pedernal, um, and in the shape of a woodpecker. And it's like, well, I mean, that's cool. I know, right? Animal medicine. Yeah. Um, (laughs) a, A total of three dozen men and women were, would ended up being actually accused of witchcraft and sorcery. And of allegedly having a pact with the devil and of having engaged in various activities, including human sacrifice.
1: You know what another theory is, too, is uh, shapeshifters and skinwalkers, because that is prevalent in the Native culture, um, that belief. And they legit believe in it. Like They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, So maybe some of these people were actually skinwalkers and and shapeshifters, um, which is a whole other topic. But
0: yeah. Yeah, my grandpa had that whole story about the, the owl, the little girl being an owl. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so nobody was immune from this evil, not even pre- the priest. So Father oh. Toledo himself was at one point afflicted. Um, okay, so he he wrote that he wrote that the man El Cojo that he had actually that was trying to kill him using witchcraft, allegedly. Um, He said that El Cojo had a pact with the devil and he complained of pains. He said that he would choke and cough and he felt an immovable ball growing in his belly and that he was beset with such unimaginable pain and that it nearly killed him. Hmm. And that at one point during this whole thing, he claimed that one of the witches appeared in his room in the form of a half-human, half-animal abomination. But I'll tell you what, what do you think Father Toledo did? Like, how do you think he got better? Which I think, I just think it's funny. Like crap He went to a curandera. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh she cured him.
1: Okay. Of course. And also, if, if, uh, what was his name? El Pojo? El El Cojo. El Cojo. If he had a pact with the devil, maybe uh, first thing I'd be like, uh, make me uncrooked. Right, like so. Exactly. I mean, I don't, um, that's a sus theory. That series, that theory is sus,
0: <laughs> right? Right. Although, what if like his limp was the price that he paid for his powers to the devil? that's true, I don't know. that's <laughs> just, true,
1: that's true. Yeah,
0: okay. um, <laughs> on the reverse, <laughs> you know, we're just throwing out theories here. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, so th- the main problem was coming because the Henisado Indians lived. They lived on this land grant, but they were practicing a mixed form of Catholicism and their native religion. It was a mixed form because they were trying to pacify, you know, the people in charge, Ugh. but they also were trying to preserve their native practices. Yeah, so their uh, in in their original native practices, things like uh, confession. The idea of penance already existed in the, within their religion.
1: Okay. So they're like, okay, we have some common ground here. we'll I'll do this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So at first, that encouraged the Catholics to accept and share their religion with the natives because they're like, okay, well, yeah, exactly. We have that segue here. But And some of the natives in Abiquiu even became monks and religious leaders as well. So, yeah, there was a really good crossover. Okay, however, it should be noted that the natives did not believe in the idea of sin and they had no word for the separation between man and God. They believed that God inhabited all living creatures and that it was not a separate separate entity. So that was animism that we I think we've talked about before. Their plant medicines, which they've had a long-standing relationship with different types of plant medicines or herbs and different things, but they also included peyote and cannabis. Excellent. So one theory is that some people could have just been having like a really bad trip with, you know, after peyote, like that that could be it. Also, it's not completely uncommon that some people do die from peyote. Like it just it happens.
1: I mean, some people die from all drug, you know, interactions.
0: Right. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um so, the blending of the religions worked for a while until the Spanish discovered that their new converts were still practicing their native religion and they had just added Catholic ideas into their practices. When they realized that the Henisados were still engaging in practices like human sacrifice, it kind of freaked them out. Uh oh. So, yeah. So, originally, the governor, this man named Velez Cachupin, had allowed the Pueblo Indians to retain their religious ceremonies. Kachubin was actually unlike most men of his time because he was a seasoned frontier army commander, but he desired peace. And he developed a mutual respect between himself and the Indian tribes of the plains, where instead of like being like, I'm in charge and you listen to me and like, you know, killing people and whipping people and doing all the fucking horrible, awful shit that most of these guys did. He didn't do that. He actually had an appreciation for these people. And he uh, was more understanding of the conflicts that existed between the indigenous people and the Spanish government and the catholic church so after learning of father toledo's complaint governor Cachupin imprisoned several prominent sorcerers hoping that it would quiet the situation but it didn't alleviate the problem so then Cachupin convened a meeting of religious leaders and they deliberated for a couple of days and ultimately they forwarded the case to the inquisition in mexico city But that was going to be a long shot anyway, because the Inquisition had stopped uh, persecuting Native Americans in the 1530s. So after that, they had let them be. Hmm. So what ended up happening was they they did hold some people prisoner for a short amount of time. But then once he freed them, he just made them basically just promise to attend church services regularly to confess and receive communion and to pray the rosary every night. There were a few stiffer penalties, but all were comparatively mild. Like there was one woman that was not tarred, but like honeyed and feathered, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of like. I mean, it's, it's weird.
1: not as bad as being tarred and feathered. That's yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: yeah. The the lady, the one that was called La Comegainas, because yeah. allegedly she was she had the worst behavior, like she was the worst one out of all of them, she was publicly stripped to the waist, covered with honey and feathers, and then she suffered four hours of shaming. And then afterwards, she was assigned to serve in the house of a Spaniard for the rest of her life. Uh, so. Uh, these fucking people. Yeah. Um, but could it could be worse. I mean, yes. Overall, the the reports ended up revealing just the pattern of nativism and paganism in the, in the missions and then the pervading aura of sorcery and superstition in the Spanish settlements because this, the Spanish were very superstitious. Mm. And that's actually where most uh, like shit like, oh, that's evil and that's devil and this is blah, blah, blah. Like that's where that shit came from. Like the natives didn't believe in any of that stuff. They were the ones who like, you know. The devil made me do it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they brought with themselves the the worst thing that came out of this, because fortunately nobody was killed. Nice. They did not, Good. They did not hang anyone. Yeah, thankfully nobody was killed from being accused of being a sorcerer. However, the response to all the accusations was that the Spanish in charge moved into these towns and with the goal of destroying "quote unquote" ritualistic paraphernalia. So whatever pagan idols they were they found they were destroyed and this actually led to the destruction of several ancestral pueblo shrines in the area. Mm,
1: yeah, it's too bad.
0: Ultimately, Governor Kachupin laid the blame of this whole thing on the failure of the friars to learn the native language and to instruct in Christianity while destroying the old beliefs. He suggested that the holy office and the secular and missionary men require that their preachers to learn the languages of their charges, which is like, yeah, like, how do you expect to understand these people and for them to understand you if you don't even speak their language?
1: Okay, but also yeah, I agree because earlier I was like, why isn't who who how are they communicating? Right, who speaks in, in English and who or whatever they spoke, and then you know who yeah, speaks Spanish. native. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. but then the other thing is is listen to that found that fundamental you know learn learn their language and then tell them what they can and can't do or tell them what's right or wrong for them it's fucking you know like Steve Bannon all over again right like get on their level and then lie to them yeah and then yeah. you know you know what I mean so Anyway, I'm just noticing the how manipulation has not changed throughout the years.
0: Yep. Ultimately, what the inquiry from the Inquisition, when they responded back, you know, with their findings, they said that what was going on was definitely not witchcraft or sorcery. Uh -uh. It was just superstition. From a priest that was too lax in catechizing or, or, you know, whatever, preaching to his people or whatever, which is like, whatever, it's bullshit.
1: I mean, at least they blamed they blamed themselves for that one.
0: Exactly. In a strange twist of fate, the Inquisition eventually charged Father Toledo with heretical practices, and hmm. then they removed him in 1771. Hmm. I'll figure
1: around and find out, Father T.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, and that was it. Kachupin, the governor, ended up walking a fine line between the two opposing cultures and the violent reactions to each other. But the witchcraft decade actually ended in peace. And overall, it's really just this understanding that there's so many factors to this. There's the resistance to Christianity because you're trying to rob someone of their practices you're trying to strip them of their culture and then you know they're trying to crack down on things like indigenous dances and their own healing practices
1: yeah it's it's the stripping away of those ancient cultures and practices um that have been within their culture for you know obviously thousands of years or whatever that's the thing that i think that makes me so mad it's like coming in and telling them no that's not how you do things now it's like, wait, what? Who are you?
0: Yep. So the witch trials at Abiquiu would mark the last major witch trial in North America.
1: Oh, that's good. Yep. All right, Abiquiu. And we have yes. to think for that.
0: It's a cool spot. Yes. Not much Not much to do, but it's definitely just a nice place to go and relax. Is it pretty? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've never yeah. been to New Mexico. It's just like, well, we went in like early January, late December, and mm. there was just a little bit of snow on the ground, not enough to like, you know not not that you can't drive through or anything like that. Um, so, but it was chilly, and mm. it's just beautiful desert. It's beautiful desert with a little bit of snow.
1: That's okay,
0: nice. all right, it's on the list. It's on the bucket
1: list. Um, I don't think I'd want to go in when there's snow in the ground because I. I I don't care. <laughs> You've had enough snow in your life. <laughs> I've seen snow in every single form there is, and I that's not what I what I'm looking for. Yep. But I also don't want to go if it's super, super hot either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I am with you.
0: All right. You got anything for us on the closing by?
1: Uh no, actually well, yeah, I thought I would just pull a card. Um, a card oh, cool. for the collective. A tarot card is what we're gonna look at here. Um so, let me see. This episode is going to drop um, when? Next week. Next mm-hmm. week. Okay. Next week. What's the day on that one?
0: Like Let's Friday. say uh, probably Thursday or Friday, Thursday the 20th or, Friday. or the 21st.
1: Okay. So, <clears throat> so just putting that intention out there for... Um, this card pull to reflect what the collective needs to know around that time, around the 21st, 23rd. Okay. The eight of pentacles is the card. And, um, what I'll do is I will post, um, like the meaning and the message on that card, um, on the socials. Okay. So I love it when people pull the eight because the eight is um, also, well, the eight is about power. The eight is about um, action, taking action, standing in your power, but also helping others, leading others. As a result of doing that, you then experience material wealth and success. And so it's really about following your path. But to do that, you must stand in your power. Eight is also the infinity symbol. And the infinity symbol is symbology for what you put into it, you get out of it, right? It's this continuous flow of, so if you put good work and intention into that thing, that action, um, and you're you're feeling empowered and being empowered and eliminating the areas of your life that are disempowered, you're going to get goodness out. Yeah. And so the, um, the meaning of pentacles is, um, money and career. So apparently this is going, this message is going to apply to like money and career and standing in your power and doing the thing actually, which makes sense because what's, what's been coming out of the records a lot is it's time for people to, Pursue that passion project and turn it into um, something that generates an income and a livelihood for them. That's coming. That's been coming a lot. But this card specifically, the Eight of Pentacles speaks to um, becoming the person that you want to be.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And so, you know, it's about. being patient, taking pride in who you want to be and what you want to do, and then moving forward and taking those steps, but doing it with, um, you know, um, a lot of, of, of confidence. It's about mastering something, mastering what it is that you want to do, because that's going to ensure success. So there's a word that I wanted to actually have this be my website and it was taken. And I, I was so annoyed because I tried all these different variations and other people clearly love this name, but it's called Meraki and Meraki is like, um, it's a Japanese word for, um, putting your energy, your intention, your soul into what you do. And that's, it's, it's a beautiful word. I love it. Um, and so, this is really what's being. People are being told to put meraki, put your meraki into what it is that you love to do, and let the universe show you the way to do that in a way to create a lifestyle for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So then, that also ties into use your intuition, listen to your gut, follow your, you know, hunches. If the if if your hunch is telling you you're about to get fucking attacked by a werewolf, get out of there. Yes. Um, you know, just really, um, you know, listening to yourself, like it's time, like it's go time. I've been telling people, yeah. Oh, you guys, you gotta, you gotta go after that thing you want. You gotta get go. it, it. No, the universe is saying now it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what are you mastering now? What skill will help you get to the next level? Um, you don't have to be perfect to teach. You don't have to be perfect to coach. You don't have to be perfect to mentor. You don't have to have mastered this thing that you're so passionate about helping others with. You just have yeah. to start helping others with. And that is what causes you to master the thing. Yeah. So that's my the message from the universe for um, this week. Beautiful.
0: Thank you. All right, everyone. You can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and catch us on Facebook. Find us under the Esoterics Podcast community under Facebook groups. This is a safe place to ask questions on all things spiritual or not.
1: Or not, right? You'll also find there um, support and information for developing your own spiritual and intuitive abilities as well as your daily practices. Thank you for inviting us into your life. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. Yeah, not
0: even a Catholic priest. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Especially not them. (laughs) Yeah. bye. Bye. Bye.